Squint Chapter 11, Patch. I would have rather faced Galactus, trying to devour my entire planet and then go back to school. But six days after the eye incident, I moved down the hall toward my next class. Six days of rest and headaches. Turns out the sun hadn't really been brighter. My cornea, the thin outside layer of my eye, had torn. My wonky windshield broke. Now I had to keep it covered and put eye drops in it every few hours until I could have some terrifying surgery to fix it. I tried not to think about it. Whoa! Gavin came at me head on and grabbed me by the shoulders. Others in the crowded halls passed us. Look who we have here! He closed one eye, put up a bent pointer finger, and used his best pirate voice. Arr, it be squint, and he be squinting. Arr. It was the eye patch. Yep, I was a seventh grader walking through the halls of middle school wearing an eye patch under my glasses. Doctor's orders and grandma's non-negotiable commands. I still had to wear my glasses because my other eye needed them to see anything. Middle school rule. If there's an easy joke, someone will take it. And a boy wearing an eye patch under his glasses is definitely an easy joke. At first... I kind of liked the eye patch. It felt like Nick Fury, the bald guy who led the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. But then I tried to draw, and it was only, it was even harder than before. I guess it made sense. I could only look through one of my kind of broken eyes. It was down to under a month to finish my comic, and it was more difficult than ever. The glasses over the patch isn't, just isn't working, Travis said, then turned to Gavin. It's like he's trying to look tough, but he can't quite pull it off. Gavin laughed loud at that one. He be the dread pirate for eyes. And we were back to the pirate voice. That wouldn't really work, I said. They looked at me for a moment. I wouldn't have four eyes, I exclaimed. People call people with four glass... Sorry. People call people with glasses four eyes because the lenses reflect the eyes underneath. But because of the patch, you couldn't see the eyes. So I would only have three eyes or maybe two eyes, depending on how you count them. And the dread pirate two eyes sounds like... Most pirates. Well, most people. Not like anything extraordinary, you know? I forced myself to close my mouth before I went off on how glasses over your eye doesn't actually constitute another eye. Whatever, Travis said and pushed me. It wasn't super hard or anything, but I stumbled back a few inches. You're all right, though, right? Gavin said, putting one arm around me. He used to do that when I made a good catch and when we walked back to the sideline. Your eye didn't fall out or anything. Um, kind of, I admitted. I'm going to need surgery. Because my cornea had torn so badly, I needed a new one. It was like putting a new windshield. Except before I could have surgery done, they had to have another cornea available. I was on some waiting list. A replacement cornea sounded pretty awesome, but the amount of things that could go wrong had me worried. Really worried. It was like those commercials for pills where they pay the fastest talking man in the universe to go over all the possible ways their drug could kill you and take it. Except this was about me and my eye, and going blind was on the list. They expected the surgery would happen in a month or so. I needed to finish my comic before then. Whoa, no fun, Travis said. I'm sure he wasn't actually worried about it. Yeah, Gavin added, but the patch, that's crazy. Dread pirate four eyes, Travis repeated. I guess he didn't understand my explanation, or he didn't care. Eventually, the two broke off. See you later, Squint. This was going to be a very long day. As soon as I walked into science class, I looked for Mikkel. Her desk was empty. Too bad. I kind of wanted to see her, even if it only had been a challenge. I plopped down in my seat and pulled out my portfolio and started working before class started. I heard the whispers about my patch. But I had to draw, at least the best I could. Then I'd finish my comic and I'd win the contest and everyone would be regret making fun of me. I tilted my head and got to it. Flashes of light burst through the dark as Gun and Squint fought. 
Rock even got in a chomp on Gun's leg. Stupid rock dog, Gun said, turning his fireball bazooka on him. Rock drove behind a broken octopus assassin bot just in time for a fireball to blast it into a million shards of almost nothing. A little help? Rock barked at a squint. I'm going to be pebbles soon, if you don't do something. But Squint was a step ahead of him. Streams of light shot from his dagger's back at Gun. This is for stealing the Empress and leaving me for dead. Ah! Gun screamed, shooting back to block the attacks. Suddenly a stone the size of a basketball backboard slammed into Squint, throttling him to the side. He barely stayed conscious. He knew what had hit him. Another Centaurian had shown up. Traz, a punch from the gloves of his former friend, set large stones careening toward anyone he attacked. Another stone rocketed toward Squint. His head still swirling, Squint barely leaped to the side, and his cape maneuvered under him. The boulder rushed past, close enough that he could feel the breeze from its momentum. Awesome action. I was proud of that one. Squint soared and dodged at his two former friends attacked, but they had capes like his. Traz joined him in the skies while Gun attacked from below. As Squint swooped past Gun, he noticed something strange. Something was different about the back of his neck. After another swoop, he got a better look. He still wasn't sure what he saw. It seemed like a group of black scales on the back of Gun's neck. What's growing on your neck? Squint asked, firing his daggers. Comic rule. Even during the most intense battle ever, a comic book character takes the time to have a conversation. What are you talking about, Gun asked. Are you trying to distract me? As he soared by Traz, Squint saw that the boulder-punching Centaurian had it too. I loved the mystery of the black scales. I still had to decide when Squint was going to figure out what they were. Rock leaped from his hiding place and raced at Gun. He wanted to take him by surprise, but Gun heard him and leveled his bazooka at the rock dog. This was it. No! Squint screamed and dove at Gun, firing his light daggers as fast as possible. He was able to knock his former friend off his feet, but got slammed by one of Traz's boulders at the same time. Squint careened from his cape and was pinned against the wall. The right side of his face seared with pain. His vision blurred and started to fade. He'd been clever enough. He hadn't been clever enough. Not fast enough, not good enough. We left you alone, Traz said, now standing over him. You should have stayed away. Apparently, a blurry version of his former friend would be the last thing he ever saw. I heard my teacher say something, but I was in the middle of this, and Squint was trapped and in de a desperate situation. A diamond hand punched out from nowhere, and Traz went flying. I don't think this is a fight is fair, a female voice said. As Squint fell unconscious, he saw what he thought was a girl entirely covered in, a diamond, in diamonds. She wasn't sparkly like the gem on the end of a ring, but the uncut rock naturally formed in the shape of a girl. Flint, an adult voice said. Here, I said, sketching my new character. She was hard to draw. I wasn't that good at girls, and drawing one that looked like an uncut diamond wasn't easy. But I really thought she was working. I tilted my head again to try to see a bit better. I had to admit, Mikkel had a great idea. This is the beginning of class, Mrs. Bruner said. I looked up. Of course it wasn't. I'd been seeing her class for at least eight minutes while she went over some announcements. Oh. I'm passing back your test, Mrs. Bruner said. Come and get yours. She raised a stapled sheaf of paper. I wanted to punch the desk, completely embarrassing, worse than the back of my when my eyes were going bad and I hadn't even realized that Gavin had threw the ball to me in a football game. It had very nearly hit me in the back. I hadn't even tried to catch it. This was worse. I was wearing an eye patch with glasses over it and I answered my teacher like she was taking attendance when she was trying to hand me a test. I jumped up from my front corner seat and I walked toward the center of the room. Something hard slammed into my hip. I swallowed a grunt and bit my lip. You okay? 
a girl in my class asked, but I didn't turn around. Watch out for those desks that jump out at you, someone said. Neither Gavin nor Travis was in my class, but there was always seemed to be someone like them or trying to be like them. Be respectful, Mrs. Brunner said, correcting whoever said it. Middle school rule. If something terribly embarrassing can possibly happen, it will. Apparently, I had walked into the corner of another desk, hadn't seen that coming. It had taken me by surprise, like the boulder that hit Squint. I bit the inside of my mouth, trying to hide the pain, and grabbed my test. I narrowed my eyes and tried to make out my grade in red, in red ink at the top of the page. I didn't want to bring it right up to my face where I might be able to actually make it out, not with everyone watching. Plus, I needed to make sure I noticed any desk that might attack me on the way back. When I made it to my seat, without incident, I checked the page again. C plus. Ugh. I used to get good grades. Of course, that was back in elementary school when I could see what the teacher wrote on the board. Mikkel Panagan, Mrs. Bruner said. She had obviously practiced the last name before. Mikkel, she held another test in her hand. Oh, her voice dropped a little. That's right. What did that mean? Did the teacher know why Mikkel was gone? I hoped it was a family vacation, but something about the way Mrs. Bruner spoke didn't make it seem like a happy reason. I hope Mikkel wasn't sick or anything. I looked back at my drawing. I was going to make the next panel completely black, like Squint's hopes and, con and consciousness. It was deep and symbolic and stuff. During the entire lecture, I kept glancing at Mikkel's empty desk and sneaking in a little more drawing time. It was... I. If I was always this distracted, I would definitely need a science tutor. After class, I couldn't take it anymore. I walked up to Mrs. Bruner. Hey, Mrs. Bruner, I have a question for you. Sure, she said. And I meant to ask, are you okay? Yeah, I said. I was grateful that she didn't ask in front of the whole class. My cornea tore, and now I'm waiting to have surgery. Oh, wow, she said, her brows lifted. I'm sorry, how serious is the surgery? Well, I paused a second. I hope I'll be okay. I need a new cornea, so right now I'm waiting for a donor. Mrs. Bruner exhaled a little longer than normal. That's pretty intense. Anything I can do? I shook my head, but I appreciated that she had asked. Students never did. I hope all it all goes well, Mrs. Bruner said, and keep me updated. When you have to miss some class, I can make sure you get the notes and homework. Thanks, I said. Then I stood there more awkwardly than I liked. Um, how should I ask this? I opened my mouth and let the words tumble out. How long has Mikkel been gone? Now, not that it's really any of my business, but I'm just curious. Mrs. Brunner looked at me for a long moment before answering. She's been gone as long as you have. Is she okay? I asked. Mrs. Brunner looked at me for a moment. I tried to read her eyes, but the, through my left eye had been better than my right. It still had its issues. It's not really my place to answer that, she said. That sounded serious, like my surgery is serious. Was Mikkel going through something like that? but I didn't know how to find out. I couldn't wait until she came back to school, but I didn't want to. If she was going through something tough, I wanted to know about it. Could you give me her number so I could call her, I asked. Mrs. Brunner shook her head. Sorry, she said. I have that information, but only because I'm her teacher. I can't give it out. What if I ask the office, I said. She shook this, her head again. Same answer. Okay, I said. Hopefully she'll be back soon, Mrs. Brunner said, but I do feel comfortable telling you that she should, could probably use a good friend when she comes back. I nodded, though I wasn't really sure what that meant.